Brotherhood. episode of called my hood and um when i came up with this podcast i said to myself i said look i love my neighborhood i feel like there's so much stories that hasn't been told um there's a lot of changes in the neighborhood and i felt like it's important to preserve the history of it you know you know what i'm saying especially you know uh my upbringings so I want to start from the beginning of, of the neighborhood. And, but more importantly, I think I feel like you're, you're, you're an icon in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas know who you are. You, you know, you, you, you done seeing it all. You've been through it all. So or what part of Brooklyn? I was born in Williamsburg. in Harrison Place. And I saw for Flushing Avenue. Uh, by Pfizer, but a little more down where Pfizer used to be, where they all fight, but a little more down. And from there, I moved to Wilson and Melrose. I lived there a couple of years, and then to Star Street and and on Irving for a couple of years, and then I moved to Wyckoff. Uh, Wyckoff is where I did my last like forty something years over there. Um, did you um? Uh, back then, it was so it was difficult times. You know what I'm saying? Um, did you grow up with both parents? You had both parents in the house. I had both parents. Okay, that's I, what's up. But he raised me since two years old. I had both parents. Okay. You know, was, so you. My, right. So you definitely had that family structure. Yeah, we had the family structure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so when you get to um and back in the days in Brooklyn, it was predominantly uh, Italians, right? It was mostly Italians. You couldn't pass Nickelbacker Avenue towards Irving and Wyckoff unless you was ready to fight. <laughs> right, right. Because but we used to go through there and used to get chased by the white boys. Mm. You know, mm. so finally we started moving in, you know, like little, you know, one family and another family and another family. When we went, when we lived on Wyckoff, then it was mostly St. Nicholas and up that it was mostly Italian, Cyprus, Seneca, up that way. Right. It was Italians. But now you got a mixture of everybody around there. But when I was growing up, um, going on, um, when I went to Grover Cleveland High School, I got jumped. Right. Know, and then I went back with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so when you got jumped, okay, so pretty much the average day in the neighborhood is that if you went, if you cross certain blocks, Yep. You was you was gonna most likely either get jumped, get chased, something yeah. was about to happen. You was gonna get beat up, yeah. You was gonna get beat up, right? So this yeah. happened from the from what age to what age? When did you realize as a young kid, when did you realize like, oh, this is like when you learn about race, like, oh wait, these are the white I, boys, I'm Spanish. I figured that early on, man. I must have been 79. When I lived on Wil on Wilson, I already knew that. You okay. Know, Years old when I lived on Wilson. Did, did your parents talk to you about that? Like, look, these are the Italians or these are the white, or you just learned that through the streets? No, I just learned it in the streets, you know. 
And then um Did they call you like was they calling you like hey you spick or they didn't say anything? The main word spick. Spick. Yeah, Yo, I heard that the origin I heard I don't know if you know this, but they said that the origin of speak is because when the Puerto Ricans migrated to America, they didn't speak English. So they'd be like, you don't speak, you don't speak English, you speak. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. That's the first time I ever heard that one. Yeah, that's where supposedly, allegedly, that's where I it comes know. from. We'll have to look that up, but <laughs> me, they always did that. They always called us speak. And you know, us not knowing no better, we used to call them white boys, you know. Right, right. So it was it was really divided. Right, it was divided. So to get back to what happened to me in Cleveland was Yeah, yeah. There was a I think at the time they had a baseball team or football team. I can't even remember which one it was. That's how I wasn't in that school that long because I left. Right. Um the cheerleader you know, uh, she was hot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was the captain of one of those teams. I don't remember if it was baseball or the football. Right. And he watching her. Mm. You know, I was you know, just checking her out and right. forget the whole shit. So and this all basically because you was looking at her? Yep, just because I was looking at wow. her. Wow. And this is yeah. what year you think this was? This was like 80... If I have to say for sure, 81, 82. Oh, 81. Yeah, 81, 82. You know? Then, so uh, they, they, did, did they catch you? Oh, yeah, they caught me. <laughs> 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 Run from, from, Grand, from Grandview to Saddam. <laughs> how, many, how many think they were at that time when they got you? Well, at least six, seven of them. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I used to a run back then, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least some of them got me. But the next day I went, um, see, when I was growing up, we had the Wyckoff Get High crew. Right. Okay. So, wait, I want to get into, I want to get into crews and all that. Hold on. So before, so you're, you're 14, you get moving to Saddam and Wyckoff. You're not in no crew. You was, you was a good kid. Yeah, I was going to school, you know? Doing you, okay. So, when you... Who who's like one of the main people that you met on that block? Like immediately, who you click with, who you vibe with? Um, would have to be the older guys, um, which would be Duke, 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 and um, Louis, um, Toothless Lou, Toothless Lou. Okay, I knew them from when I lived on Wilson. They lived okay. on York, so I knew them. So. They were like the older crew. That was the white off gay high crew. That's what we had on Saddam. White uh, white so, off was the white off high crew. So those are those were your OGs. Those were the older guys. OGs, right? They were a little older, than, and they were you know. So why they call them the gay high crew? Huh? Why they call them the gay high crew? Yeah, high. That's what they did. <laughs> well, what they did. We. Oh, so it was just we, but it was it was it just we. It was just weed. weed oh, okay, up. okay. It was just weed. Weed and beer. I ain't doing that any hardcore. Yeah. So that was okay. it. Yeah, I crew. So okay. like, you guys grew up. They were around, but you all were babies. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember that. Like, I don't remember. Like, even. Right. Yeah. And this is. So, so you're 14 years old. You get the, um, you meet the get high crew, right? Cool. They embrace you. They, they, t you know, was 
Was they hustling? Were there was drugs you know, in the neighborhood? They, there were good kids, as a matter of fact. One, a, a couple of them worked. A couple of them were in high um, um, automotive. Uh, Duke was in automotive high school at the time. Right. You know, um, them, they were all good kids. We were, you know? Right. They were good kids. They, were, they had jobs and everything. I think the only one that there in that crew that had a car was him. It was Duke. Duke. Uh, you know? Right. And, so, uh, so yeah, they helped me out with the situation with the white boys. Also, you went back to the neighborhood. You tell them, "Hey, look, they chased me," and then they went back to um, Grover Cleveland. Cars and what they did was, I went to school that day. The next day, I feel like nothing. When I came out, I was waiting for the thirty-eight bus because you know the thirty-eight bus stops right there in front of the school. Yep. So they right by the park. It's around me, but little did they know these guys were in their cars outside. Mm. So when they started, so you ambushed them. <laughs> I'm not gonna get beat up twice. That's twice, and that's how it went down. The the guys came out the cars. They were a little older. And we put it on them. You know, I didn't really know how to fight them, but right. I was fighting. You know. And what happened? So after that situation, after that was, was that was not your first running with the white boys, right? That was. After that, they became friends. Oh, really? A lot of them became my friends, yeah. Um, I used to hang out at Grover Cleveland all the time, you know? Even when I wasn't going to school. Right. You know, I just started going over there, and I started showing up in cars, you know, motorcycles. So, okay, so you, like, there's a infamous crew by the name of HBO. <laughs> and um, I want to get into that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, that's before my time, but I know some of the characters, some of the people that was involved with that. And there's so many stories that I heard, and I would love for you to confirm or deny. But all right, so tell me who are the members of HBO? All right. The true members of original HBO? Yes. Me, Wilson Bones, Lizard J. Mm-hmm. Pancho and Papo. Oh, you said Pancho? Pancho, the one that died. Let him rest yeah, in yeah, peace. Yeah. Pancho are, are deceased now. Right. No longer. But they were, originally it was only five of us. Right. Right. Okay. okay. So, okay, to walk me through this. Who came up with the name? What made you do it? Like, how old you was, you think? We was... When HBO came around, it was like 83, 84, if I'm correct. Might okay. have been, not, not too sure. Right. But uh, it was just a, it was just us. We said, oh, that's my homeboy. And uh, we just came out, homeboys only. And it was just supposed to be us. Right. To hang out, be pretty, you know, pretty guys, you know, getting the girls. Right. And forget about it. It turned into a phenomenon. <laughs> okay, so this is before the network HBO, the cable, or yeah, I came up with that before. Oh, you saw that, and then you said, "Oh, we should just run with that." HBO homeboys. I don't think HBO was out at that time. Okay. I think it was um WHT, oh. Warner Theater, some shit like that. If I remember correctly. Okay. You know, so. Company. I don't remember if HBO, the, the company, was around. Okay. So let me ask you a question, if you could, briefly, in your own words, describe each member, what they brought to the group. 
Like the the five originals. Like tell me a little bit about them. Like what you what you remember about them. Well, um, Wilson was with a, like more of a. He had more charisma than a lot of us, you know. Yeah. yeah. He was a lot of girls. Um, Lizzie J was like that. I was a little like that, but I wasn't. You know, I wasn't really too much into you know just any girl. You know? right. But um, we all attracted girls, and it was just. Wilson, more, Wilson was a little more the hothead, you know? We had to control him because he would go off the handle. So, you know? so, um, so Wilson was, um, the let's say, the hothead, right? Then you had uh, um, Lizard J was like what? what, what was what, How would you describe him? A little mellow, but he was a hothead too. We all okay. were hotheads. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but... Uh, a name for ourselves, you know? We were all right. hot. You know, um, it's but the crew started for that. That was the crew, just get money and get girls. Okay, wait, how y'all was getting money? How you, Henry? How you guys was generating money? How you was making money? Um, at first, I was the only one working with my father and his flat fix. Um, we just started getting in the game. You know, we got in the hustle. Because that's why we were brought up around, you know? Right, right. It was those that were there, you know, and I'm not, um, there was two older gentlemen, I'm just going to say gentlemen, <laughs> that had the money that they were selling, you know, and I started hanging out with one of them just washing their cars. I started washing cars. And then I started. Try, try to keep that phone. Still, honey, if you could, yeah, because I when people see it, I wanted them to focus on you. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to really hustle. Um, it was, I was doing runs for one of them, you know, right? Someone took us and put us into the boxing, which was Lucho, Lisa J's father. He put us into the boxing game, all right? Because I want to get into that because I remember back in the days hearing about you guys boxing, like I heard everybody was nice with their hands. So they all five members of the group went to boxing of the get of the crew. Yeah, um, yeah, all of us. Papa was a little less, and then we had also um, Lewis that came too later on. And when we got into the boxing, Lewis came in too. You know, um, but like I said, you know, it started as one thing, and we winded up doing something else. You, you, right? I want to. I want to. Um. We, we we spoke about um briefly we mentioned his name, Pancho, rest in peace. What how old Pancho was like? I remember Pancho. I remember Pancho was like a light skinned Puerto Rican. He was like a pretty boy dude, you know, flamboyant, you know. Uh so what what do you remember about Pancho? Huh? What like what is, tell me a memory or something that you that's something that, that comes to mind. You could share a story with Pancho. Well, to share a story about me and Pancho, me and Pancho got into a fight. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Four boys. All right. And it all started over. I was playing a video game. Right. And he orders from the machine. Now I had on top of the net. <laughs> had a mega fight. I'm talking about a mega fight in front of the bowling alley. That's before we he was my friend. Right. That's you know? Right. Later on he became my friend. Um 
we were all into this basic same thing, just boxing and getting right. girls. That yeah. was what I was doing, you know. Uh, was, but and then, like I said, I got into the uh, doing deliveries for this person. For this gentleman. You're going to call him the gentleman. <laughs> I got into um, liking the lifestyle. I saw what it bring, you know, the flamboyant, like he really dressed. And, right. you know, I didn't really dress until I started making money because... My, my, you know, my mother and father were barely making a living, you know? Right. Yeah. right. You know? Absolutely. The, the, yeah. Like, wait, before you, right, before you get into that, Henry, I just, I want to, I want the, the viewers to understand how the neighborhood was back then. Because even, I could, it was, it was times, it's was, it was crazy because it was good times, but it was tough times too. So, it was you know, um, it was always tough times. I mean, a lot of families around there didn't have to even eat, you know. Right. And you had a few others that were eating a lot, you know. <laughs> a lot. And and I um like I said, that lifestyle and you was I, drawn to it. Yeah, right? it was drawn dramatically, yo, immediately. Right. First, I could imagine you you you're a young kid, you see your parents working hard, even though you said that your pops showed you hard work because he put you to the tire, to tire shop, the flat fix. Worked with my father every Saturday and Sunday. Um, yeah, every Saturday and Sunday. Some Sundays, not all the Sundays. Right. But I used to go to work with my father. And as a kid, I used to come home with um, $20, $30 a day. Mm, that was good money back then, bro. It was a nice little nut. <laughs> Hell and yeah. To give my mother a few dollars and stay, you know, to have money. Right. But even like then, I still couldn't afford the good stuff. Like I couldn't, right. you know, back then it was the Pumas and the Adidas. Right. About the same time. Right. But for them was Pumas and Jordache jeans, Sergio Valente jeans. Right. DJ shirts, you know. And if you had a, a fucking shirt, a Latigre shirt on, you was, <laughs> you know, and a lot of us couldn't afford it. Right. Yeah, and it was just, you know, hard times. So I started, um, like I said, when I was with this gentleman and I was liking the lifestyle. Right. And I was doing things for him. Like, I didn't think of nothing of it, you know? Right. But he would give me, um, he would take me on shopping sprees, you know, and buy me all kinds of Pumas, two or three wow. Pumas. And all the Jordache jeans, Sergio Valente jeans. And he, he was making me. some. He was he was making one hell of a run. <laughs> Trust me, on the bike. I was I on a bicycle doing runs. You was on a bicycle. Yeah, on a bicycle. I used wow. to do runs. So let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. So you 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 meet this gentleman. You start making runs for him. You start making money. What do, How do your crew feel about that? What what you what is the members of the crew saying? Well, the crew hasn't really um, blossomed like that yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were all, you know, they were, um, how can I say it? Um, we were still young, you know, so a lot of them couldn't get away like I could, you know? Right, right. So um, it was a little more, it was just, like I told you, it was just trying to get girls, and make some money. But that's that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like the, the 
the dynamic of the uh, uh, of the stature, the stature changed a little bit. The status because now we we y'all all even, but then you start making money, and y'all all have the same goals, which get girls, be fly. But now you got the bread, so I'm wondering, did it, did they like yo put me on? Was there jealousy? Everybody got put on one way or another. Right. What happened was we we all um like a lot of them met a lot of different. What happened was at first it was me, right? right. Then I met this other gentleman, which was Fat Freddy. I, and the reason I mentioned his name because he's deceased now too. It doesn't okay, matter. rest in peace. Yeah, right. He brought me under his wing. Mm. I didn't wear him, and I started bringing everybody else in with us. Mm. So and when you was, or do you want to get into the deliveries, or you just you just want to keep that vague and be like it was deliveries? It doesn't matter. I did my. Yeah, 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 yeah. You was all right. We have to get into detail. You were doing deliveries. You start bringing in the crew. Now, now the whole crew's making money at some point. Yeah, everybody's making money. Almost everybody in the crew is making money. Yes. Okay, cool. So yeah. now you guys are making. You guys are making money. Um, did did the crew? You said that at first it started with five. So there was more members that came later. Later, Joey, Joe came. Um, wow, little Eddie. Um. So Eddie and Willoughby, um, you got um, my my Duke. I got so many that I can't even remember. Right, right. no, that's fine. What about so? Yeah. Did you? With well, the actual question to get down with HBO, was there like a ritual? Did Did you have to do something? You just I like them. You down? Yeah. Well, if they hung out with us, they used to come in the bowling alley and they were hanging out with us. If they clicked with us, you down? You know, it wasn't like. A, you had to pay a membership or, or, or fight. Either, uh, it was just a crew hanging out. Well, let's let's talk about you. You mentioned that twice about let's talk about the infamous Heart Lanes. Now, Heart Heart Lanes for those obviously for the listeners. Let's describe that Heart Lanes was a bowling alley, right? That was, was on a corner. Yeah, I let you tell it. <laughs> yeah, I let you tell it. Tell, tell them tell them about um Heart Lanes. It was a bowling alley. It right. had about 24 lanes, 30 lanes, something like that. It had a little, like, cafe section, and it had a video games, and it had a bar and a pool in the back. Okay. And the the dining room, <laughs> the, the tables for the dining room, that was our hangout. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to hang out in the bowling alley, and everybody... Who, who ran the bowling alley? Do you remember who? Because I remember Ronnie. Black Ronnie was yeah. the guy that did collected the pins, and I think he was the maintenance guy. It was him and this lady named Pat. Okay. They, but the owner was cool with it because we used to, we used to, we wasn't bothering, you know. Right. We were young, but right. we knew the shit changed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, before it shit changed, before we get to shit change, when you was younger, was it the whole neighborhood that went to um Heart Lanes, or was it just that section of Bushwick. Crazy. That was just us. That was from the block. We had other outsiders, you know, but um, very rare, you know, because if you used to come through, sometimes you used to get beat up. No, I, I, and I want to get. I, I want to get to. There's so much shit that we gotta get into. I don't want to. I don't want to be long-winded. But okay, so Harleen's was up the block from Saddam. Saddam, then this white girl. So Saddam, and then the next block is Hart. So it was literally a couple. Of, Freaking like a not even a couple feet away. You you was the rating of hard lanes. So over there, 
you have um so you guys is over there hanging out it started with five then it grew it started to grow now you guys are making money that's where we used to hang out because there was video games there we used to play the video games i want to ask you i, I want to ask you a question too um about because before you start into when you was old when you got old, a little bit older so this is like in the 80s and all that i know in the 70s like i said we talked about the italians there was a lot of i remember growing up um you know i was really young so i could remember a little bit but nigga park i remember the old um italian men they used to play this game with what was actually with the balls right their vitriol they would come out there that's what i'm telling you they would come out there at seven o'clock six o'clock in the morning maybe sometimes and they'd be playing bocce all day and they jam right and then then you had that you had that infamous killing in july 12th in 1979 with carmite galante he was killed on nickabaca in joe's and mary's restaurant yeah it's 78 no 79 it was 79 okay, yeah it 79. was 79 all right yeah that was on trotman and nickabaca that was yep. right uh, so do you, you would you i'm sorry but was you around at that time do you remember hearing that story yeah of course i was i went to see that because my friend lived two buildings away I went to the roof and I saw the. But let oh, me tell what? you something that people don't know. He didn't die with that cigarette in his mouth. That cigarette was placed in his mouth for a photo. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, that that famous picture, that cigarette was placed in his mouth. Wow. It, yo, you, you, this is the first time I'm hearing that. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> you got to tell me how you know this. Because I seen both. Really? I seen both. They just made the picture. They figured it with the cigarette would be cooler. Wow. So let me ask you a question. You think that was the hitman? Because I know the story goes that he he went to uh, that was one of his favorite spots. His cousin owned it. I'm gonna tell you what I know. That was his spot. That was his spot. That was okay. His spot. Because what I read was it was his that his cousin ran it. Maybe not own it, but maybe he owned it. But the cousin ran it. He felt safe. He went over there, and um, he was he was accompanied by two bodyguards, and um, there was a there was a salad there. There was a bottle of wine, and then a car pulled up shortly with three gunmen, and start they shot them up, and then they left. What was the that? How's that? Yeah, the bodyguards didn't get shot. Why you guys didn't get hit? So what that tells you? Oh yeah, and not only that, that they found um, different uh, bullet fragments from five different guns, and there was only three gunmen. So that yeah. leads to you, the two other bodyguards. All right, that's just that was a that was a hit. That was right, exactly. The Bonanno family. But not yeah, the Bonanno family. What I heard on the Ave when I was young was because of drugs. Right, because he's bringing in mad heroin. Exactly, and the mob don't like heroin. Exactly, especially at that time, you know. Exactly. So okay, so but I want to ask you because you just said something that, that you blew my. So there's a there's a photo of him, or you just seen it with your own eyes before. I before. seen it before and after. Not a lot of people know that. I never heard that. That's crazy. Oh, that. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Cool photos. 
for the photo. Okay. That's crazy. So you think? So was it the the hitman that did that, or you think it was, or was it the um the 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 news? Absolute reporters. They put mm. the to make it look. Just think about it. Dude got shot about seven, eight times, bro. You really think that cigarette is gonna stay in his mouth? No, I was thinking about that, but I said maybe he maybe he bit on it, like he got scared and he did one of those. I don't think so. I don't think it was. <laughs> I saw it. But the, when you saw it, do you think that maybe it's possible what you saw or what you witnessed was when they re finally removed it and then you saw a picture of that? No, because I got, when I got there right after it happened, and then I seen it first, and then I seen it after with the oh, cigarette. Oh, okay. I got you. So uh. I know he didn't have that cigarette in his mouth. That cigar in his mouth. Okay, cool. Wow. Dang, you just gave me the exclusive. <laughs> you just gave but me... And something, too. Nickelback was full of mafiosos back then. I know. Talk you about know? it. Like, it was... Oh, the whole avenue was mobsters. Right. You had that pizza... You had that... Uh, um, there was a, a pizzeria spot between Hart and Saddam on Nickelback, too, right? Yeah. And there was, was another... There were so many pizza shops. <laughs> if you think about it, there's one. <laughs> there was. Perfect. <laughs> what pizza shop are you talking about? No, uh, yeah, there was there was one there was one on. Okay, you had D Cop and Wyckoff. Right. Then there was one on um between Hart and Saddam, or maybe I'm getting the wrong Saddam and D Cop, but it was on the opposite side of the one on D Cop and Wyckoff. And it was brick oven. They kept the brick oven for a long time. Oh, you bugging. I never heard of seen that. Where's yeah, that? I got I to gotta show you that. Yeah, there was a pizza shop there. Um, maybe it came later. Maybe it came later. I don't remember. No pizza shop right there. Okay. And wasn't there another pizza shop between, maybe I'm wrong on this one too, between um, Star and would it be? There was not a pizza shop there? No? No. Okay, okay, okay. But I know there was, a, I remember there was a lot of mob stuff. Uh, White Wolf between the hardest of them, what there was there was Rosie's Diner. Okay. If, if you ever look in, um, if you ever watch the French Connection, you'll see it. That they right. go around in the U-turn. The right. restaurant watching is Rosie's Restaurant. That used to be called Rosie's Restaurant. Mm. Little diner that they had there. What, what's, what's, um, what was it like at that time growing up? Like, was you aware what the mob was? Like, did you? But um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, if you're a kid, how you was able to say, oh, like, who told you about the mob? Like, you know, for us, it's easy. It's in the movies. It's right. in TV. There were the movies back then too. You know, okay. And like, if you understand, like, you um, when I was growing up, I watched um, White Heat. The original Scarface, which is all right. Um, those movies they generated mobsters from back then, you right. know. Right. It was the mobsters out there since the early 1900s, maybe earlier than that. Right, 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 right. You know, okay. you tell the mobsters because they were the ones with the nice cars, suits, <laughs> <laughs> the Lincolns, um, the good jewelry. You right. know, you. By their clothes. Right, right, right. You, oh yeah, oh absolutely.
So right. No, I could have just mad because you know, like for me, I could imagine. Like I said, when you talk about the history, I see it in films. But you yeah. lived it, like you know. When you when I see it, I'm like, wow, you know, I'm so fascinated with the history. So, so back to you guys. Okay, so you got the Harleans. You're growing now. You started to make money, and um, so what? What do you think was the height of HBO? Like, when was you guys in your prime? Like, when you think was was you clashing with other crews, or y'all was? We clashed with everybody in Bushwick. <laughs> um. First of all, you couldn't come down our block if you wasn't from the block or, right. or you could fight it. Okay, let's let's talk about our block. Saddam, Saddam Street between Wyckoff and St. Nicholas. Now. Down Alley, that was us and that was it, HBO. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Like on that block, it was, it felt like a family. Of course, it was, back then, we were united, you know, we were kids growing up. And when you grow up as a kid, you make certain bonds with people, you know? Right. And you go all out for them, you know? If somebody disrespects them, we're going all out because we were just kids and, you know, it was just different, man. There's not that unity no more. I mean, right. I still got some back then, but very few. Right. You know? And you know what it is? Like, people want to depict the neighborhood, like, oh, it was drug infested, the crime rate was high. Look, let me tell you something. That may be true, but at the same at the same time, there was still um there was still certain rules. There was still uh, um gentlemen like to a degree. Yeah. There was still um you see an old lady, you help her with the groceries. Of course. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't commit no crimes to anyone that lived on that block. Not like that. No, no. You you could ask, you could even on uh, Saddam, there was no crime rate. Nobody was breaking into nobody's house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they knew they had to deal with us, you know? You basically you guys was policing the, your own neighborhood. Basically, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, look, you but when when shit happened, they came an hour later. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me let me ask you another question. That 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 mentioned police. What was the relationship back in the days? Because not right now with today's climate, we had there's so many protesting, rightfully so. Um, I have my run-ins with the police officers. <laughs> you know, I could tell you a lot of stories. How was it back then, like in 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 the eighties with the cops? Well, the cops didn't like. When it came to the game, they didn't really, until TNT came out, it wasn't really, the cops really didn't mess with us. Like, they left us alone, you know? Do, do you think it was a sense of, like, they just didn't care? Like, I'm not going to go over there. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, well, like. Yeah, it was, a, uh, um, it was a mixture of that and that they knew that we were taking care of our people. Hmm. You know, they knew that. I mean. Most blocks, when something popped off on Saddam, the old ladies were throwing the bats out the windows. <laughs> so, you know, you know what I'm saying? And we respected a lot of the olders. It's not like today. These people don't respect their elders. I know. You see kids punching old men, walking, walking right past them. Kids would have got beat up when we, if we would have been around. Right. We would have them <laughs> <laughs> so but did you did you ever had um so so your experience 
you never really had you didn't deal with um any like cops calling you you hey you little spick or anything like that or being overly aggressive or anything uh, like that. I cannot say personally. Right. But um it, it also depends on the situation, you know, because um on a few occasions we had to run in with Medina. Medina was a cop that that ran Bushwick. <laughs> Mm, really? So there was a cop. There was a, he. What, what? What race was he? he? Was white, black? Time. He was. Um, I think he was white. You know, he was white. I guess you know. And he was he ruthless. Was, he was ruthless, man, because his daughter had passed away from heroin overdose, and he was not having it with drug dealers. Mm. But was drugs and guns? He really, you know. But that's what I'm saying. When we first got into the game, we were low level. We were okay. We were making money. Right. But we wasn't nobody. Right. We started, it was just soldiers like everybody else. Everybody else started. Everybody starts like a soldier. Right. You know what it seems like? And, And this is conversations that I had with people like my age i'm like you gotta understand like the older g the ogs our parents and all that that time there was you know how everything is frowned upon now like oh look at this guy he's doing this or he's doing that back then it was a not even cocaine cocaine was a party drug it was no different than smoking a cigarette or weed it's like yo, let's, let's take a hit or whatever the case is you know what i'm saying 80s was cocaine era that's when cocaine hit the spot you understand? Right. Um, how was how was my question to you, Henry? How was the how was I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you, but what was the shift like when when from you growing up to when coke when the drugs came to the neighborhood? I, what was the difference that you saw? Well, the drugs was always the cocaine's been out for a long right. time. It was just that the cocaine was um, high end. You know, um, right. people that had money used to have folks. Yes. You affiliated cocaine with money. Absolutely. It was like you said. I, yeah. You know, you have to be somebody. And then I guess um, somewhere along the lines, like the limelight, the fun house, um, the underground, all those clubs, they had sections where you could tell who had what, you know? Right. Because of the environment around them, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm talking about when I'm growing up, I'm sixteen. Right, right, right. Now, you know. Right. And then, and then it just got into, I don't know. Somebody flooded the hood with cocaine. Somebody probably said, "You, yeah, I, you." Probably what happened? Most likely, what happened is they say, "Let me grab this young kid over here." Listen, yo, you want to make some money? It, it, it probably was like that because. Like I said, when I started in the game, everybody was older than me. Right. Right. And um, when the cocaine hit the the block, was not only the block, but the neighborhood. The the um, I guess it got to a point where it was so many competitions that they couldn't just everybody sell to high end. You understand? Right. Yeah. 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 Customers over there already. Everybody already had their customers. So what somebody did was. Went to the low end, you know, and took care of the customers down there. What up? What a, more money than the high end. But they put it for cheaper, you know. Mm-hmm. And what really went on, it was they flooded New York with drugs and they couldn't right. do it but sell it. So they had to 
people everywhere. Well, well, when you when you started making money, what was like one of your first big purchases? Like, what did you buy that you knew when you had a nice stash? What was the first? Was it a chain, a watch, a car? My first purchase was a chain. Yeah, my first it was a gold gold rope, like Run DMC. Yeah, the rope chain. <laughs> how much? How much? Do what you think that ran you were losing? Oh, that shit ran us about twelve hundred, I think, back then. Wow! Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so you, so you, <laughs> and that was real gold back then. That's you know, <laughs> real gold. And I told you, look, us guys was mostly dressing. We dressed a nice chain, and we were right. done. Good, mm. you know. Um, mm. Out of the whole crew, right? I think I was the first one to have a car. Mm. What was your first car? My first car, I bought it off a of Duke. Oh, okay. Three Impala. And then I had a Celica. And then I had my infamous, my infamous IROC. The IROC. Yo, let me tell you about the IROC. What color was it? Because, like, was it black? It was a dark color, right? Candy Apple Burgundy. Candy Apple Burgundy. So, dude, walk me. So you, so, you get the IROC. Did you go to, did you buy it off of somebody? You went to a dealership? That IROC was actually a Frankenstein. That IROC was a Camaro that I put. We stole the IROC from Staten Island and put it together. <laughs> <laughs> so they used to call it the Frankenstein. The cops used to call it a Frankenstein. Because it was a put together. <laughs> it was pretty in the motherfucker. <laughs> so, so, so then, how was it when you drove to the block with this? When, when, when your boy saw this? Everybody was like, because they had seen it first when it was a Camaro. Right. And then a few days later, they see it as an IROC, a different color. <laughs> they probably thought I tagged it up. That's why I did it the way I did it. I left it with a gray in the inside. The original color was gray. And when I put the burgundy parts on, I left it, you know, covered up. In, you know, I left the gray frame and everything. So when they open up the hood, you can see that it's gray inside. You understand? So the cops yeah. is a Frankenstein. Mm. Oh, we're gonna ask you. I remember you having a motorcycle. You had a couple of toys. You had a motorcycle. And I had everything, but there wasn't <laughs> <any> one. <laughs> I remember there was, let me tell you a story, right? I remember um being on the block. We was playing. <laughs> yo, I gotta get into that one. So we 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 on the block and we playing it was me, I think our W was there, Gil was there, and it was nighttime. And we, it was, you know, but you still had the street lights, but we was playing Skelly. I know, I remember. And then you hear from a distance, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, I don't know if somebody threw a banana peel on the street. <laughs> but, yo, you, it reminds me of Pee Wee Herman. When Pee Wee Herman, there's a scene where Pee Wee Herman, he survives the bar scene, and they put him on a bike, and they be like, and he goes, Vroom. and they're like, yeah, Vroom. and they pulls off, and he goes straight to the sign. <laughs> so then you, you step off the bike, and you're like, Whoosh. you're like flying. Like, at least you must have slid on the street at least Good four feet, bro. <laughs> More than that, I'm lying. Wait, four feet, I'm lying. So it still got the bruises to show it. Oh man. So what happened? What happened? How you slid? I was fighting with with Kiomi's mother, my ex girl. Right. I was 
and you want to know something? I just came from Jamaica with them, mm. and I parked. I, I left them home, and I went and I took out my motorcycle. And one of her girlfriends saw me with another girl on, in Graham, one of my oh. other. And came to the house. She started beefing, and I took off. And I don't know if it was the skelly top you guys had. <laughs> Well, the, well, the manhole, but... So yeah, it was a manhole. You know, because the manhole had a little ditch. Yes. So went back and I tried to hold the bike in the air while I was running with it, but she got too big for me and she hit me on the helmet and the helmet broke my collarbone. Oh, I didn't know you broke your collarbone. Broke my collarbone. Oh, shit. You know what's crazy? Because... You know, I didn't know the full story, so I'm thinking now that you're telling me the story, I'm, I'm picturing you like, "What? I don't need this shit." And then you jump on the bike. <laughs> you got a motorcycle pissed off. Well, that's one thing I learned. So, so you got your girl mad at you. You get back, and then on top of that, you break a fucking collarbone and you fuck up your bike. <laughs> almost killed myself. I said, almost broke my neck, bro." Yo, talking about. Oh my God! Talking about having a bad day, bro. <laughs> this came from vacation. I was just I just came back from Jamaica that same day. I was wow. How long you was in Jamaica for? For a week. That was your first time leaving the states. Um. Yeah. My okay. first time. I know you was making money, boy. You was going to Jamaica back then, bro, for a week. Are you crazy? <laughs> You had the whip, you had the bike, you go in Jamaica, and then, you know, um, back then, you know what I'm saying? Um, not just say back then, but, you know, you know, you had the top girl back then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, boy, you was on top of the world. Yeah, she caused me a lot of grief, too. <laughs> you know what? All pretty women do. All yeah. pretty women. Everything comes with a price, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I got him in trouble. <laughs> uh, my bad. Anyways, let's let's get off that. <laughs> um, um. So what I was gonna say is, um. So what happens to HBO at some point? HBO. Like I said, we had drama with a few other clicks. We had the '86 boys. We had the KBs. You know, we we had beef with a few crews. Right. Um, we made money and then we got united with um KBs because what's KBs? KBs are kings of Bushwick, they oh, used to be Bushwick Avenue and Pursuit mm. over there by Ducab and um, and um, D um, Bushwick Avenue and Ducab, yeah. yeah. And KB Pops was the leader of them, and they had their own little crew, and we used to always get into beef with the other crew, you know. Because they also had a, a kid named Henry and their crew, which was um, Henry Cazell, you know? Right. So, so I want to, um, because I know st things started happening to the members. But before we get to the members, before we get to that part, I want to say, so one thing I, that we had mentioned earlier, we tapped onto it with the boxing thing. When you when you started, how long did you box for? Like two years. For two years. So did you see... Your skill, your level skills, like increased. Like, would you? Did your confidence grow? Like, you're like, oh, I, I, I fought the golden gloves. I fought oh, really? The, yeah, I fought the gloves. 
I didn't win them, but I fought in them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Because I, I know you had like, look, I heard stories upon stories. You was knocking people out. You was knocking. My record was never seen this pavement. I've never seen pavement. But I don't you, hope it me now, but I've never <laughs> seen. Well, but uh, um, like. I'm fascinated with boxing. Like when you when you started boxing, did you was it when you started because you was always fighting, you got jumped before you did the boxing, but when you got boxing, was it when you learned the the, the skill of boxing, when you started using it that that skill in the streets, was it like, oh my was this like the matrix? Like you're like, this is easy. Like, oh, look at this punch coming. Look at this. Oh, I'm gonna just let me tell you something. Somebody that trains. Right. When you training in a gym, right? Nobody in the street can really hang with you, right? The, the people in the street are, are not exercising. They're not exactly. You know, they're not. Um, you know, we used to. I used to run five uh, five miles every morning. Wow. You understand? Before the morning started, before the day started. Wow. And then, so you took it seriously. You were yeah, serious. Was you had to. And then you go um, to the gym and you over there for almost two hours. You know, you jump and rope, hitting the bag, sparring, you know. Right. Anybody that's in training to outlast anybody right. that's on the streets. Right, because your endurance was crazy. Yeah, you have more endurance. Right. You know? And then so, you learn, they, you you teach him how to, because, um, you know, I took a little boxing, really short-lived, but, you, you know, uh, um, in my older years, but I learned there's so many things like with everything comes from the hips, from the bottom portion of you, where, you know, when you swing and how to use your whole body to get maximum strength and, you know, accuracies and all that. You gotta, um, there's, those are called coordinations, you know, you, uh, exactly. you start coordinating your, your punches. Oh yeah. The combos. Throw your punches <laughs> and you get uh, a regular person in the street is not going to be able to make it with you. Exactly. Then that, yeah, you 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 get four or five combos, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> you start on like Tyson time, man. <laughs> so um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Wilson Bones. Was you and Wilson really really close? Yeah, we were close for um a long time, bro. But um, when he went to jail. He did a year in jail. For what? He was fighting a body. Oh, okay. You know, body. And um, he beat the body. Okay. But when he came home, he was totally different. Bro. Mm. He was in mentality, you know? And me and him got over it. We and him got into a fight over a bullshit chain, bro. A, a little chain with a cross on it that, right. you know, that it wasn't even worth it. But he tried me, and he tried to chump me in front of everybody, and we had to fight, you know? Right. And we got there all the alley. And if it wasn't for my leather goose that I had, he would have ripped me everywhere, because he was ripping me with a knife, with a razor. Oh, he tried to cut you. Yeah, he cut me. He got me on top of my lip. In one instant, he caught me. He nicked me on top of my lip. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you guys had a fallout. That's crazy. I fought out like three months before they killed him. You know, and it was fucking killing me because maybe that night I would not let him go over there. You know. Right. So I want—I definitely want to talk about how Wilson Bones. Like I heard, like the stories that I heard, 
I heard that um he was also he was he was definitely a legend in his own right. When people talk about Wilson Bones, well respected. He um like I don't know too much about him. All I know is that he, he like at one time I even heard that there was like yo um he basically was running Bushwick too. Like he had like a lot of a lot of people feared him. Oh there, girl. Some people got got the misconcept that he was the leader of HBO. I don't know where they got that from. Right. I, I thought that too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm no, there was no leader in HBO. Okay. The main guys, the five that I told you, right. there was no leader. Right. We always said that there was not gonna be no leader. He might have been looked upon more. Right. But he was not officially a leader, right? You know? you, I know. I one hundred percent get that. I one hundred percent get that. You know, yeah. But I, I give him that. Like I said in the beginning, he had a lot of charisma right. and a lot. Of, he was drawn to him, you know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like a superstar power to him. It's just like that. Like right. you said, charisma. There's just something about him. Um, you know, and you know, uh, girls gravitated to him, but um. It was, he was not the leader. He was not a leader because there was no leader in HBO. Right, right. Okay, so, so this happens. He, he goes, he goes in for, was he, like, before that, he, before he caught that charge, was he wilding out a little bit? Like, you guys, like, because I know you was about your money. So, did you, you was hearing stories like, yo, what's in bugging? Like, he, he. Right. He was down with us, too. But, um, you know, we were in the hood. So, we had to, you know, like I said, we were in the game. Right. We were. Trying to make a reputation for ourselves, you understand? So yeah. everything was in the everything, you know, everything coming together. So he was still with us, you know. Okay. He was still he was he was HBO all the way to the end. Yeah, he was HBO all the way to the end. Okay. I never, never, you know, we had our fallout, but it didn't. I it never affect nothing. You know, so. So Wilson Bones was some was like I said he was HBO he was down with you guys I heard so many stories about him, um, like I said, uh, well respected and um, so he gets killed he winds up getting killed in a, in a horrible way for what I was what I was told so I mean you was there that was your era so what happens to, what happened to Wilson for what you for you you know for what you remember um, and what was the last conversation you had with him and all that. I told you the last conversation we had, we had a fight. Okay, that was the last time you saw him. No, smoked no, I, him. He lived right on top of me, so there was no way I could. Oh shit! Oh, I didn't he, know that either. There was no way of avoiding him. Um, the last thing I remember about Wilson, I was um, me and um, I'm just gonna say white boy. We were yeah. silly. Right. And I had came home around two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And he was on the corner with my little brother Eli. And I told my brother, his you know, that's DJ Eli. Yep, DJ Eli, another another Bushwick legend. So I sent him home and he was standing with Wilson because the bowling alley was our, our hangout and the corner of Saddam and Wycombe. The payphone, mm -hmm. people used to pay phone for us. You know? Yeah. We used to hang out right there. Or we hang out on in the bowling alley because the payphones. That's how we used to get our phone calls. Right. You gotta it's a different era. There was no phones. Right, <laughs> right. Was, you know, there mm -hmm. was only. And so 
like I said, you know, that was the last spot I saw her. And the next thing at seven o'clock in the morning, my, my daughter's mother comes knocking on the door, crying and screaming that they, they killed him. But from my understanding, it was a setup. That's why I heard they were too. waiting for. They were waiting for him. They did something. They sent somebody over here crying like a little bitch. Mm -hmm. He came crying to him, and he went that way. And they were waiting for him. I know he must have. I can imagine his last thoughts. Right. And imagine him getting out the car, Yo, up, you know, ready to slap these niggas up like he always did. Yeah. They were, they were all pussies, man. Most of them were pussies hanging on front. And niggas just started shooting. trying to get back to the car uh, what he went through you know from my understanding there was four shooters and they were hitting him all with texts man they almost shrinking him bro you know I, I, him, bro. I heard that the um and you tell me this is true like i heard the reason they were so aggressive with the shooting and the killing because he was so fair that they said we got to make sure we kill him yeah, he, if he survives this he's gonna come back yeah they knew he they um it was a guarantee. If they did something and he was able to get away, he knew there was, you know. Yeah, re repercussions, yeah. Yeah, repercussions, and they knew they had to pay a price. And like I said, um, when they killed them, most of HBO split it too, because I was left up. Mm. I was dealing with that, that, that beef, you know? And... After him, they tried to kill me a couple of times. Oh, the same crew? Yeah, same crew. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You never heard about the time they tried to kill me on the stoop on Papito's stoop? That I remember. That was them? Same crew? That was the same crew. So what happened? Tell, tell, me, tell me that story. Because I'll tell you what I remember. And anyway, I'll let you tell the story. It was, it's, your, it's your story. Um, I was gunning it out every night with these guys. They would come to the front of my house and shoot my, the house up. And I was gunning it out with them by myself. Wow. You know? But I, I, I had to stay around. My mother wanted me to go to Puerto Rico. And I was like, no, I'm not leaving. Why did they kill me? You want to see me in jail? I'll kill one of them. Well, they put me in the cemetery. That was my state of mind, you know, back then. Right. So you was, you, you was on the block one day, right? Yeah, one day I was on the block. There was a couple of us. We were on Papito stoop up the block, mm -hmm. and everybody goes to uh, Marinello's. Remember, Marinello's the only store open at night. Yep, twenty four hours. <laughs> and I'm on the stoop by myself with uh, Louis Lee and Papito's sister. 
And uh, they had this dude walk up on me with a shotgun. He shot the shotgun and everything. I don't know why it didn't go off. No, that's so you're just so let me let me so you're sitting on the stool. We were two other people laying on the stool, and he you was laying on the stool. You back, right? Right. And this kid comes, he had like a trench coat or something, or he just I wasn't paying him no money because I didn't right. know him. Right. So since I didn't recognize him, I'm not paying him no money. And he walked up from St. Nicholas with a shotgun on his side of his leg. He shot that shit right in my face, bro. Wow. Damn, so, I was with you, boy. It was not your time. Yo, we um I think Glow got the he got the show with a hit with a pin mark and everything on the show. You know, it was like the nigga clicked it. I don't know why it didn't go off, bro. Right. In that movie, Man on Fire. Yeah. You know when Denzel's trying to kill himself? Yeah. Right? That the gun, the bullet doesn't shoot? Yeah, it doesn't shoot. Walking down St. Nicholas, I shot him twice. Shot at him twice. I don't know. I, he hit the car, but he took off. Well, I might have hit him. I don't know if I hit him. I'm sure you didn't. There's <laughs> 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 <was> nobody. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I, I remember that because I, I remember the whole block was talking about that. Like, yo, they just tried to assassinate Henry, blah, blah, blah. No, he walked right up on me. Well, no, oh, he had you. He had you, bro. That's right. I don't know. I can't explain, bro. It was God that. But you, and you, but you think about it. It's just like it's crazy how he was able to catch you on to them. Where there's always so yeah. many people. I know you get it. Everybody went to Marinello's, but still, like it was. It must have been really late. Well, that's why I think. I think. I think somebody from our side was telling them things. Right. Because. How the hell he knew I was on that stoop? Yeah. Yeah. How he knew I was on that stoop and that I was the one laying down. Yeah. You never, and he, he knew your face. You never seen him. I've never seen him. And you never seen him again? Never seen that dude again in my life. Never. But he ran up and shot the shotgun in my face, bro. But it just didn't go off. Did you? I opened my eyes and I just hit the gun up. Mm. Like that. That's like that. crazy. It was the, a um, So when after that, so how did the, it just eventually died out? The beat between y'all? No. You and that crew? Uh, no, I had to take it to them. <laughs> Took it to and, the mattress? <laughs> like the mob say? Take it to the mattress. <laughs> and yeah, that's how I got them off my back. You okay. Know? They they knew that you was not going nowhere, you was not having it. They just said, Look. and that I wasn't alone, you know, because that's what right. they thought, you know. Right. Where was the other? Um, yeah, I know you told me that the HBO crew separated. Okay. So after that took place, um, so you you go and you you're making money, you lose you know lose Wilson Bones, um, 
the crew kind of dies out a little bit. You what you think? You think you you start you become you get a little older. You got a kid. You got a you know you got your girl. We already had a kid because I, I got it. I had my daughter already. Uh, uh, what what age? I was eighteen, going on nineteen. Your first one? Yeah, my first daughter. My oldest. Okay. Then um, the crew kind of I told you like when they killed Wilson, the whole HBO split up, bro. And they left me alone, bro. Everybody went their own way. People started getting jobs, and I was left holding the the. The fort down by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fort down by myself, you know? And then, um... They wanted to to get rid of me, too, but uh, since they saw that I wasn't leaving, you know, they tried to take me out, and then when I retaliated, um, they changed the whole script, you know? They just left me alone. You understand? Right. When you, um, when you... At some point, you got locked up, right, Henry? Yeah, um, my first bid that was in the 90s, though. I right. mean, I got a few times um, for bullshit with, with my daughter's mother, you know, but um, I never really did no time. I might have done maybe two, 30 days, 60 days like that, right. you know. Right. My first state bid was 94, 93, 94. I caught the case in 92, I think I went up in 93. Mm. You know? You figure, you figure after you did that bit, you're a little older, a little wiser. You was just like, look, man, the, the street shit, the shit, I'm done with this. I'm done with it, but, um, you know, you still got a rep to quit, you know, you still got a few. People always wanted to challenge me, I guess, because of the stories. Right. Yeah, it's- right. What it's easier not- way, what easier way to get a rep than to, you know, take out top dog? Everybody wanted a shot at the title, right. you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody wanted, <laughs> right? You know, but um, they um, the few that tried lost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say I won every fight because I've had my share of fights that um, you know, the guy gave me trouble, but right. I never seen. Pay- I can say I never seen right. pavement, bro. Right. Thank God, man. It's just crazy. Like, like I said, I wanted to create this podcast because I think that the the neighborhood, especially at that time and that era, and that, like I said, a lot of these stories I wasn't even familiar with, but it was a, it was a brotherhood. It really was. Like, even with all the, or and I definitely want to talk about Pancho too. Um, Pancho, we we spoke about him earlier. He was down with an HBO member, and then he unfortunately took his life. For yeah. what I for what I heard, you know, um, really how, how how did that affect? Huh? But we don't really know the true story about that. Okay. But, but supposedly he took his life, you know. Right. Uh, right. I don't but um, only he knows, you know. What I'm right, saying? right, right, right. Never why somebody does something. You understand? Right. Absolutely. Unless he tells you. Right. You understand? How 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 did that affect you? Of course, I lost one of my brothers, you know. I loved right. them. Oh, you know, you get to love these guys, you know. You of course. Hanging out with them more than you hanging out with your family. Of course. You know, get up and go out to the streets and be around them all day long. And if they did something, I did something. If they, if somebody tried to hurt them, they would try to hurt me. 
It was like it was it was a bond. It was like, look, yo, we're gonna we're gonna go out in the glory of battle if we have to. Gun blazing. Literally. <laughs> blazing, you know. Before they kill Wilson, they go, we had a lot of gun blazing. Yeah. I'm talking about when we jumping out of one car and they're jumping out of another car in the middle of the street, we're it out, you know? You, you know what's crazy? You know what I remember, Henry? I remember um even on Halloween time, during the Halloween days back in New York, you, you people, the kids, the guys from the neighborhood would go to the streets and throw eggs. <laughs> and I remember one time, yo, I remember one time, i never forget this. It was just like a movie. It was like there was uh, something happened. I don't know if somebody was coming through the block and then you guys, for what maybe you know when you kid everything's larger than life but i remember so many heads on the rooftop on both ends it was crazy so you got you got block you got on sedan then you look up you just see mad niggas on the top of the rooftop you can look on the other side man it was just like it was just crazy bro that's that's what i'm talking about that's the unity we had when we were younger you know that was our life, you know. That well, block was life, kid. I would have, I would have shed blood and, you know, I shed blood and, I, you know, for that block. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. that was my and I still go there. I see your sister almost every day when I pass by. My little sister, yeah. You know, with the kids, and I be messing with the kids, and those kids remind me of you and your brother when I was that little. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I respect you. I respect the uh, um, what you've been through. I feel like, honestly, I, I tell this to a lot of the OGs. I'm like, as a man now, because people don't understand. I lost my dad when I was 16 years old. And my dad was a, my dad was somebody that you know. Uh, um, he worked. He worked. You know what I'm saying. He went to work. He came back. So there's a lot of things that I learned from him as a man too. But in the streets, there's a lot of lessons that I learned. And 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 uh, um, you guys definitely enforce on stand your ground. Don't be a punk. Don't let nobody. You know what I'm saying. Make sure you know certain principles, certain guidelines. And I learned that from you guys. You know what I'm saying. You guys, the your name, you're part. Everybody's a product of their own neighborhood. You know what I'm saying. And I, I've seen you knock out dudes for Gil or like you know Gil had a situation and he's he, I'm gonna have Gil up here too and he, I'm gonna let him tell that Henry story knocked out a couple dudes for him <laughs> you know what I'm saying and um and that's um Gil um Kabobi's brother Kabobi's brother he's married to my ex-wife right that's the that and that <laughs> <laughs> yes, is the uh, the irony of the fact that you protect this guy. <laughs> so you can see, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, life is crazy. Life over, is over thirty years. Like, he married her now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, look. You know, to each his own. I know you had a happy place right now. You got a beautiful woman in your life. Um. Yeah. I know you're fortunate. Like I said, man, you uh, you have you have been through it all, and then um, I just thank you for your time. I think that you had a, you have an incredible story. You know, you ate, you survived the '70s and the '80s, and even the '90s, and you lived to tell it. And I felt and I felt like it was important for me to tell you 
man to man. I'm older. I'm like, yo, thank you for help raising the young guns to how to be a man and, you know, watch out the do's and don'ts. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like even, even no matter what you did when it comes to drugs or, or, or violence or, or, or anything like that, you always make sure to tell the young dudes like, yo, stay away from this path or whatever yeah. the case is, you know, learn from our, you know, learn from the mistakes that, that we did growing up. You know what I'm saying? But you guys always had principles. And you yeah. always had there's there's certain there was a certain code you guys live by, and I live to that code to this day. And you know, yeah. I just wanted to talk to you, man. I just wanted to have a conversation. I want this podcast to be about that. Like I said, man, growing up in that neighborhood around that time and era, it was an experience, bro. It was experience. I, I'm telling you, I was wrapped up in this whole story, listening, listening to everything you were saying, man. You had me on the edge of my seat, but. Stories like this, you know, there's not, I don't know how much time you got. No, no, I mean, no, I'm not, no, like, no, no, and and this is what I'm, I think, you know what, we should do a chronicle. You know what I would love to do? We should do, um, we should, we should definitely, I would love to, um, anybody that you still cool with, um, maybe, uh, Lizard J. Okay, so look, you know what I would love to do is that um I will, I'm gonna do one with Lizard J, and then I would love to get I do another one with you and Lizard J. And I'm I think, talk- but Lizard, Liz, Liz, you said, oh yeah, Lizard J was HBO. I'm bugging. You're right. Yeah, Lizard J was HBO. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of HBO guys too that are still around. Right. Joey, you know, they're just everybody just split up. You know, we get older, we start you know living our oh, lives. Cool. Like like you know, you can't you can't. Can't be out there all day. Yeah, you know, we were there. We were there, there. Yeah. You know, that's still block. I go was, you know, I'll be on the block. I don't, yeah, 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 block. No, no, no. And that's the beauty. That's the beautiful thing about it is that, yo, you still go to the block. You still, everybody knows you in the yeah. neighborhood. Yo, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. are Bushwick. You get what I'm saying? So I'm glad that where all the drastic changes in the neighborhood that you, you know, you're the DNA of, of Bushwick. So I'm glad that you're still around. People still be able to see you. I'm glad that I'm able to talk to you and share this story. Uh, and, and I want to, I want you, would you be up to do another one with, um, um, Lizard J? You want, bro. Anytime, bro. All right, man. I appreciate it. You gave me a, you gave me a lot. You gave me some exclusives and I want to do another, I'm going to do one with Lizard J separately and then I'm going to have y'all together. All right. No problem. Yo, it's my first one, so thank you. I appreciate that, Henry. Right. And um, no problem. Looking forward to the next one.